All right. You know my bot. Okay. So are you like? Is there? I don't like how I get sprung all this bullshit on the mailbag. And I, I gotta like. Oh, you want to go first? You want me to start? No, I just don't like how it's like. Oh, what's your favorite like WrestleMania? Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't. I oh, don't know do you want me to send them to you first then next time? Yeah, maybe next time. But right. I'm just saying this time. Okay. But you should have told me that this week. I would have sent them to you. Do you want to see them right now? No, no, no. It's too late now. All right. We're good. I'm gonna hit the record on this thing so the mics are rolling. This thing I never stop. I'm gonna crack a new beer real quick. And then we're back in it. I think I should be fine after that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll make us go faster. Yeah. AJ, do you approve? It creeps me out with the black eyes. Though. Yeah, the black eyes look crazy. But it's cool. I, I like it. Look at they have a John Cena, a golden John Cena. So the ones they had there, they had this one. Uh-huh. They had the rock and they had Brie Bell. <laughs> I no one's buying Brie Bella. I was like, should I buy? I was like, I'm not. I'm buying I'm AJ buying, motherfucking style. Yeah, I'm buying Brie Bella, the biggest wrestler. Betty Rebel. I'm not here. You're on. You're talking about. We're just getting ready to start. No, it started yet. <laughs> podcast is scheduled for one fall with a 60 minute time limit hailing from the black corner at a combined weight of 666 pounds recording from santa carla i'm your boy xander hobbs this is bobby blasting stacks and smashing stones b and we're bringing you another edition of the wrestleocalypse it is upon us you've got to excuse me today i'm recovering from doing a job from the flu so if i sound like the drizzling shits that's why it is but what else we got going today? I don't know why the flu is getting such a big push right now. Oh, it's getting a, it's getting a monster push. It's almost like Charlotte-esque. <laughs> almost. Or, <laughs> I mean, has it? Maybe it's like Big Dog. Oh yeah, it's pretty rainy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the, definitely. It'll uh, it'll put you out like a couple Superman punches and spears. Yeah, sure. if your boy's doing a job, you know it's fucking bad. Yeah, so you know, as uh, Kurt Angle would say, drink your vitamin C and uh, you know stay in school and just uh, you know be excellent try not to get sick out there everyone exactly but uh, since last time we met up on the wrestleocalypse uh, we're gonna start it off with a quick TLC recap uh, last Sunday the I didn't, th- I didn't think the, I didn't think TLC was as bad as everyone said it was mm. it was um it was it was fair it was mm. fair like you know it was for a throwaway pay-per-view maybe it's because I wasn't expecting much going into it. But it wasn't that bad. I think. I think uh, what I would say is, it surprised me and disappointed me. So it was fair or meh. Yeah, there, there know, we go. There we go. Like uh, very, very happy the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, went over. and that that was a decent match. Right, right. That was a decent match. I mean, it was a little spotty, and um, what is it? Kyrie did get um, concussed during yeah. that. But, um, you know, shit happens when, when you have that. Um, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy was probably the match of the night. Which, yeah, we kind of called that. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh, and I th- uh, Alistair Black went over, as I think he should have, yeah, as we thought he should right have. Move. Um, just when you thought that, you know, watching this, King Corbin defeats Roman Reigns, not 
the booking we expected. What an overbooked nonsense of a oh which God. which meant which means though that obviously the feud the feud's is gonna not con- over. continue. Yeah, and so God we're gonna touch damn, on more of that. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Um, and then then and the Bobby Lashley Rusev feud is gonna continue, which also is like not how we, uh, oh, dude. It's no, like, did like the uh, the. The Bray Wyatt Miz. Yeah, I liked it because it moved the story along. And it was cool to see Daniel Bryan back looking like the American Dragon Bryan Danielson. That was very cool. Um, I did like seeing Firefly Bray come out. It was Mm -hmm. rad. And and he is over. Like, you know, the crowd doesn't pop. There's two people the crowd pops for, like, huge in the WWE. And it's Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt. Like, nobody pops. No one else gets pops like they do. Yeah, and then, like, I didn't understand the whole, like, we kind of talked about, made fun of, like, it seemed like Viking Raiders were going to be on the pre-show. They had a TVA. Well, uh, no, of course they're going to go up against the OC, which should be, like, a match. That should be a good match. We should have, like, why are they wrestling in a pay-per-view if there's no build-up? No real storyline. The more, there's like, more storyline on the fucking Kentucky Fried Chicken deal that they were eating. Did you see that? Like, no. They, they, these, they were like promote, plugging Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, and they, I mean, I mean, it is delicious. And Popeyes <laughs> has been kicking their ass lately with their sweet chicken sandwich. I know. And so Not that we would eat that the, hot garbage. No, and they kept pumping it, and so like it ended up like I guess one of the Good Brothers got slammed through the Kentucky Fried Chicken table, oh. and it was a double count out. Almost as like doing a coffin drop on the Cracker Barrel. Yeah, pretty much. But not quite. Snake ideas i think so i think so but yeah didn't like i said i love the i like the kabuki warriors i like the buddy murphy match is definitely worth checking out i think the watching ups, yeah, yeah. so i think it was i think the ups equaled the downs and what you got was a meh and there's a meh yeah and which is okay I, I'll, take, I'll take a meh over the drizzling shit right so. right um and so that's gonna kind of that they they're kind of storylines are continuing is so we're gonna see how they develop them in Raw and SmackDown a little bit later on, but uh, we got to always come hard with the Wrestling Night in America, especially because NXT blew the roof off the building. Oh man, uh, what a great, what that, a great free night of wrestling! That 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 was Takeover esque. To be honest with you, it was better than TLC. Oh, I'll tell you that. Yeah, tell you that right yeah, now. yeah, easily, easily. So. Right. Uh, Big highlights. What are yours? I mean, at the well, my highlight of the night was Rhea Ripley finally dethroning Shayna Baszler, taking the title off her, which was a great match. It was a little overbooked with uh, interference, but we knew that was going to come. But it was rad to see the rip cord off the top rope, you know what I mean? And finally taking her down and seeing the crowd react the way it did, everybody mm-hmm. in the ring. And it's just cool how, they ha- how the machines behind Rhea Ripley because... I mean, to be completely honest with you, when I saw her at the Mae Young Classic and then I saw her at the UK thing, I didn't think that she would be where she was at, like, right now. You know what I mean? Like, with how young she is. and just I just didn't think she would be, like, this over. And it's awesome, though. I like, I know, it's, I like getting proved wrong in aspects like this. It's crazy because right before we started this up, we rewatched, and we'll talk about it a little bit, like, the Tessa Blanchard-Sammy Callahan feud at the end of Impact on Tuesday. And one of the things about Tessa Blanchard is, like, she's super talented. And you realize she's only 23, but it's like... Yeah, Rhea Ripley's, Rhea Ripley's only 23 also. She's right there. Yeah. And, like, she's really, really good. And I'm not... I don't... I, I mean, it's crazy because... The other, yeah. because they, they're wrestling in different promotions. And you can get away with doing different things with different promotions. Rhea Ripley is not going to be wrestling Adam Cole anytime no. soon for a belt. You know? But Tessa Blanchard is. And that's kind of a difference. But 
They're both so charismatic. They're both technically sound in the ring. They're both athletic. Yeah. Uh, and they just they seem to get people behind them. So yeah, they, that's the most important thing because they got the crowd on their side, and that's you know what I mean. You can be you can be like fair to Midland, but if you have the crowd backing you, that's all that really matters. And yeah, both those ladies have it. So and it's, it's both uh, organic. Yeah, and it's so it's very cool. Congratulations to Rhea Ripley, like well deserved, and really happy for her. And I can't wait to see what else she's got moving forward. Um, another great match that we had was um, Finn Balor and Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT title. And as I called it, we had uh, returning Johnny Gargano cost Finn Balor the match, which was obviously we knew that was going to happen, but it was executed tremendously. So as we obviously know that um, Johnny Gargano is going to be going up against Finn Balor in the near future. So. Yes, and so what, it was in October when Finn Balor made his return. Right. Savage beatdown, yeah. attacked him. Haven't seen Johnny Wrestling unless you pay attention to And the beatdown that he put on Balor was cool, and finally we got to see like a heelish Balor kind of retreating because mm-hmm. like with Balor at this heel turn, he was kind of just like... They're all so ex- the crowd is so excited to see yeah, him there. That just, but like Balor, Balor's not really doing anything to like solidify him as a heel. You know what no. I mean? He's not changing his moveset. He's not being like <clears throat> snarky. Like he's, he's jumping people. But he's kind of like almost like a tweener. So it's just like it was good to see him retreat and, not, and like, you know, to make him solidify him as the heel. And you can't really... Um, Focus that on the NXT crowd because they're super snarky and they'll they'll root for whoever they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I also like it in some ways. I yeah. thought it's cool because like Johnny Gargano is like an NXT guy. Yeah, and he yeah. never went to the main roster, nope. so it's cool that he can like. I just like how they can keep making these like delineations and they can kind of like claim their talent, their rosters like NXT people because they've been given this huge great push, great publicity. Now they're on TV and all these people. Have really stepped up, so it's cool to see them. Um, you know, don't acquiesce to like these other brands right, on WWE, right. but stand tall and show your talent because it's equal to what they're putting on the other promotions, or at least the booking is better than it's putting it is. The talent and it's just like because guys like guys like Gargano and Cole, and then you know, as we've seen with Finn Balor, they don't they're not they don't really they're kind of dead in the water on the main roster because they don't know how to book these guys. Or Vince McMahon just thinks that they're like. Funny guys are like fodder, so it's just like they're better off in NXT. Well, There's... they're not like the revival, who's apparently going to be uh, comedy. Comedy backup. actor, for yeah. Him. I yeah. mean, basically like uh, Gimli, son of glowing action. Yeah, little comic relief. So I guess that means they're probably not going to be resigning. So yeah, which is good. We'll That's see him somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, I I like this match, the Damian Priest Killian Dane match. That was a good, very good match. Um, very. The... Killian Dane seems to just Killian Dane's awesome. Killian it with yeah. anybody he wrestles in. Still not very much. Still not sold on Priest. Like I, I, I'm liking him more, but like Killian Dane is really awesome, man. Like mm-hmm. he, I didn't think he's come a long way from since Sanity. So yeah, but they had a great match again. Like this show was really good front to back. Yeah, and their high points were so high and so good. It was just really dynamic. It's a really, really good show it was to watch. A great show. Uh, I like Kushida a lot. Uh, I just, I'm not, I, I just don't, di- I just don't dig Cameron Grimes. I didn't dig him when he was Trevor Lee at Impact. I just, I, the faster this get, feud gets over with, the better. Like, I know they're big on Grimes, but I'm big on Kushida, so that's what, that's all I have to say about that, honestly. Yeah, and like, I think this, this speaks a lot to like, what's, what is cool about wrestling is like, hey, 
if you do like Cameron Grimes, drop us a line and tell us why, because yeah. we don't see it. But that's what's cool is different characters speak yeah, different people. Exactly. And diff- there are performers too. Like Yeah, I'm not hating on the guy, it's just like he just don't do it for me. I'm yeah. not saying he sucks. Like he's just he's just a different The for character me. and what he's doing yeah, and what he's just, done. I just, just ne- never done it. done it for me. And you I've know watched him for a while. Who does it for me though? Oh yeah, Io Shirai for sure. So ever yeah. since her heel turn, man, she she's been on fire. She's not, yeah. you know, she's been overshadowed a little bit because of the Rhea Ripley yeah, stuff. But exactly. I see a world where they wrestle uh-huh. in the near future. Oh, for sure. Like I said, we were talking about it before. Um, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler go out again in a rematch. Um, Rhea Ripley beats her, and then Io Shirai comes in as the next challenger, and those are going to be um, awesome matches that they have uh, going if that's what they decide to do. Which is what they should decide to do. Yeah. Alright. So NXT, um, are they wrestling are they gonna have a show? I think it's pre recorded, I think. Okay. I think it's gonna be pre recorded. But it's probably not gonna move. I, it's not it's not gonna oh, they usually do like a year in review thing because it's not good. All the storylines kind of stop on Christmas. Right. So that's how we're gonna wrap the year up, really, with um, obviously Ripley. A good, the title. a good a good good way to end end the year up. Cole know? retains yeah, Cole, has the title. Cole has a title, like Everything's kind of, everything's good in NXT. Yeah, I mean they're cruising and they they they've been eating their rival in quotation marks rival AEW's lunch the last couple of weeks ever since Survivor Series. Yeah. So, um, but we do like AEW and we do want to talk about it. So AEW, this was the worst show. Was the worst one on that, TNT that they've had since they started. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. I'm not even gonna pull up the. You don't have to, because I already know about it. Yeah. So. so basically, what I called it was overbooked and undercooked. Yeah. You know, like when the best match of the night is a Chris Jericho match, as far as a, the best wrestling match yeah, of the night. That that can't it can't be like that's that. it can't be like that. Not when you when you look at the card and you're like, oh, I mean, and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page are wrestling, and then the Young Bucks yeah. and SCU are wrestling. Why and- I was so pissed is it's like they knew what kind of card they were going up against against NXT, and it's just like you could have you could have arranged all this a lot a hell of a lot better. And it's just like, yeah, with Chris Jericho, you know, he shouldn't be the best wrestling match. And like I said, let's it's time to stop jobbing out Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Kenny Omega needs to be pushed. You need to start pushing your elite guys more. You know yeah. what I mean? You cannot... You're, you're, you've been pushing all these undercard guys, and it's not working. They're just so, getting too cute with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. they're, it's they're getting too cute. And one of the things it's damaging them, though. You know, honestly, I know. It's, it's, and one of the interesting things is I read an article on the IWC. I wish I had marked it so I could give credit where credits due. But um, and it may have been it may be it may have been somebody quoting Dave Meltzer. It's like basically that um, Paul Heyman. Since Paul Heyman is getting more rain, you're seeing a lot more squash matches. Uh-huh. And you're seeing the squash match because there is it is part of a storytelling apparatus. You need to have your up-and-comers or your established killers squashing people sometimes. No, it is. It can't true. always be blood feuds all the time. Well, it can't be. You can't have these, like, 20-minute competitive matches all the time either. You know what I mean? These things these things move the stories along. And, that's... and when you're Lucha Brothers, you should be going over more than not. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I think they, I, I think it's admirable. We've talked about it a lot. It just seems like the Young Bucks didn't even care about winning matches, right? But, but they operate in this thing where you need to you need win to, matches. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's actually, like I said, it's hurting them because it's mm-hmm. like they're losing too much. And it's just like, and like Omega should be this guy that they should be like putting into the forefront. I get what they're doing and I get why they don't want to do that. But, you know, stop listening to the motherfuckers on the internet. And, you know, do, you know, you have to start out. Like, look what T, look at, when TNA first started, as much as I don't like Jeff Jarrett, 
Not many people knew who AJ Styles and Samoa Joe were, but you know who's one of the first champions was Jeff Jarrett because he was a well-known, you know, commodity. Yeah. And so it's just like you guys have to push your people. It's like, yeah, yeah. Co Cody Rhodes is at the forefront, but like and need, Jericho and Jericho, but, you, with Jericho. but you need to have like Omega there. Omega's like Omega's just another guy right now, and he shouldn't be. Right, like, and that's the thing too. It's like they, they, I mean. They're still doing well. They sold out their next pay per view. I know in they 10 did, minutes. but like they and have some kinks that they desperately need to iron sure, out. Sure, sure. But you know, I think it's hard. These guys are finding their way. Still. Well, what what I think needs to happen is this is they need to get a producer. They need to reach outside themselves. They, yeah, they need they need they need to they need to get a producer because they're not focusing on a lot of things. They're missing spots. They're like not they're going to commercial when things are happening in the storylines. They need a producer that knows how to move and knows how TV works because obviously the young bucks they don't know much about TV and neither does Cody Rhodes or Kenny Omega. So it's just like they need like some kind of uh, TV producer to to like focus on these points that get stories moving and to keep people interested because yeah. if a person like me is catching these then you need to start fixing stuff. That's just my opinion though. And I'm, I'm and I'm a fan of AEW. I'm not, I'm no, they've saying. had a great year. I know, super yeah. great year. Considering part of it is they've lost a lot of momentum. Yeah. Because when Chris Jericho won the title, the champion, the bubbly, he was going on T. I mean, obviously TNT is pro, but to get the cross promotion, he was popular enough. That they brought him in to be with Kenny and Shaq, you know, on NBA on TNT. Yeah. And and then they've just like I said, they tried to get too cute with some things uh -huh, and uh -huh. it's like just have your you just, know sometimes simple is better less is more you yeah know? and i mean like, like i said maybe look at i'm i'm just see i'm just calling like what i see you know, as a fan you don't have to be a fan of every single thing and that they do you know what i mean like, like you know i'm a dallas cowboys fan and they're the drizzling shits right now so that the thing is hopefully they can write the ship after this break and then we'll see some more improvements, what they're coming from. It's been a great year. I'm looking forward to this next pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying maybe they're going to reset after the new year, and then we'll see something else that's coming up. So Yeah, but like I said, um, in the end, a great year. They yeah, put, out, they put in a lot of good products. We like their pay-per-views that they've done. Um, but, yeah, just right now they got to kind of use the next couple of weeks off, guys, reset and reset, figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, and one of the things we talk about a lot about people who may be overexposed, getting a little bit too much TV time is like, get off the TV. Because then when you come back, it's like you can kind of start over, you know. And um, when you talk about people who are too much on the television, we, we look to Raw and, and oh. who do we see? Oh, my God. Who do we see? Ah. A little overexposed. I'll ah. give you a hint. His hair is pulled back and he's wearing a leather jacket and he wants to burn it down. Oh, God. This insufferable douche. Yes. And it's not because he's a heel. We've been saying this like for months now. <laughs> yeah, he's it wasn't a heel turn because he wasn't being he, cheered as a baby. No, because he's because he's acting like how he is in real life. <laughs> They're blurring the lines. I don't even is this kayfabe? No. Is this a work? I don't even know. No, it's a shoot. <laughs> it's a shoot. So I don't know. So, you know, he's a, a lot on Raw, and I'm not trying to be a recap show for Raw. Um the the so the OC and the Viking Raiders, right? Excuse me, Raiders had like a double count out. Yeah. And so no, and then so the title was on the line, but nobody won it. And then the Viking Raiders took a loss to the OC, who has not won a match. I mean, 
since I, I can't even I mean I can't even recall last time they won a match. Oh no, they defeated the Viking Raiders. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That, that's the first match they've won in a long time. So I don't know what they're doing with either of these teams. Um, they're just gonna go back and forth, and it's I guess so. And then they're kind of intertwining it with this AJ Styles and Randy, Randy Orton, Orton feud, yeah. which. I was really optimistic about, but I'm really bored with it now because it just seems they're not. They're doing just anything. not doing anything. There's no, in, there's no like intensity. With no, them, but... there's and there's no like movement. Um, I'm, you know, again, Rusev <laughs> should have gone over Lashley. I don't know this storyline should have ended, so it continues on. But yeah. the the Bobby Lashley Lana thing is terrible. It's it's awful. It's really awful. But here's the thing I do like. I thought that the um, the like number one contender match, gauntlet match, uh, it was going well. Yeah, that I was thought we right. were. I thought it was a meritocracy. Yeah. We're going to see who actually gets the challenge for the U.S. Yeah. championship, but that's, that's not that's how it not happened. How it worked out? What? So somebody won it, right? I think. Um, uh, uh, let's see. I don't even remember because I turned it off. I know <laughs> because like, it doesn't matter who it does, won no, it. No, nothing matters because That's Seth Rollins came out with a pipe and because, beat up yeah, Rey Mysterio. Because this is like I said, we there's three things into watching this stuff. There's three reasons: who's fighting, why are they fighting, and most importantly, why do we care? And as of right now, I don't give a goddamn who the hell is fighting on Monday Night Raw unless it's AJ Styles or the Kabuki Warriors. Yes, yes, and yes. And that was a great match with um, Oscar and Deanna yeah, Perrazzo. Yeah, be- because Kari Sane laid yeah, it all out yeah. on their great and, match. And Deanna Perrazzo was really cool. That's great to see her debut. I like that, that they're pulling out new people. That was a good match. See, I don't just shit on Raw. No, no. And then obviously the man got a little bit into it, but... Yeah. And then um, Randy Orton and AJ Styles went at it. Yeah. Um, I can always watch AJ Styles. I can watch wrestle. AJ Styles wrestle all the time, and Randy Orton, when he's invested, is always. And he's good. pretty invested. They just like they need to get. They need to. I don't know. They need to put some. There's no. There's no stakes in it though. They there's need no, to put some mustard on yeah, this hot there, dog. There's damn no. It. There's no like. There's no. There's no reason for it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, we're gonna fight because he cost them the U.S. title, which didn't really mean shit anyway. Right. You know. Because apparently he should have just got a pipe and got him beat up, and then he's like, oh, I get to right. fight you now. Screw exactly. you, Donald guys. Yeah. So Raw is, as we like to say, the drizzling shits. But luckily, luckily on Friday, SmackDown, which typically um, has been better for much of this year. Raw has kind of been... Raw has sucked. Plodding along um, for most of uh, but uh, uh, But SmackDown hasn't been that much better, honestly. And it sucks because two of my favorite guys are on there. Well, a bunch of my favorite guys. Well, I mean, I like... I like Ziggler. Our boy Bobby Roode is on a nice uh, paid vacation back in Toronto because <laughs> he was on the gas. <laughs> we didn't. It didn't say. They didn't what say he what he failed. was on. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Bobby Roode's like forty-two years old, and, he, he, and he's a brick shit house. So. True. True. But you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of King Corbin. Uh, I like Roman Reigns. And those no, and then he's <laughs> just like no. no. <laughs> So I, I mean, this has potential. Yeah, New Day and but they keep winning. Not, they always win. It's like because well, they're the champions. I know, but like Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion, and that, that means you just. But job. he's just yeah. But he, I mean, he shouldn't have hitched his horse to Cesaro. That's true. Cesaro has won less matches. Cesaro, than Cesaro is the dreaded good hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. like there's one thing I, I read. I'm in this. Uh, I forget what interview I was listening to. They go, the one thing you never want to hear is, uh, 
you're a good hand. That means like you're just gonna job. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's the deal with Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, which sucks. Because... But did, did you notice that they redesigned the Intercontinental title? No. It looks cool. Like when you get a chance, like check it out. It looks dope. Oh, and Daily, I, I did like Bailey defeating Dana Brooke because she's stupid. Dana Brooke? Yeah. Well, apparently then she like jumped on Twitter. Or yeah, something. she's all on like... Twitter about you know, just being an idiot. And then that caused Lacey Evans to come out and... Well, because Sasha Banks was, came out. Was, was heckling her daughter and... <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Which was kind of... Which was cool, which is cool to see because Sasha Banks is a great heel. And it reminded me of at Bull Sale when she was heckling that little girl that was a Bailey fan. Mm-hmm. And so... And I like... Like I said, I like babyface Lacey Evans. So that's yeah. one of the good things that they're doing. She's a good role model. You know what I mean? She was in the military. She does a lot of good for the troops. You know what I mean? She's a... She's a strong mom. Like, it's it's really cool. Like, I, I when she came out as a heel, I was like, why are they doing this? Like, they have so much money that they're leaving on the table right. without her being a baby face. And it's I like... Know. But it's things like this that kill me. It's like, they misuse Lacey Evans and then they, like, go all in on this, like, either it's a cuckold story <laughs> or it's a, it's a it's an infidelity yeah, story. Exactly. And all these things. Yeah, and it's, it's like... It's weird. It's like all the things you're worried about to explaining to your kids, <laughs> right... Like, and they're they're just putting the slop out there. I man. know, I know, I know. But who are your two favorite people investing that may or may not be on this Corbin and Miz? No, it's well, Corbin it's, and Ziggs. No, Corbin it's and Ziggs. Dan O'Brien and Bray Wyatt. God damn right. They're the they are probably the they're two, the, they're top the two best things that are going on in WWE right now. Yeah. So TLC, they had a great match. It, it was because the Miz. They didn't actually have a match. Miz. And then Daniel Bryan came shaved because we saw his yeah. hair from previous weeks. And he was going to use the mallet. Lights go down. Yeah, and he's gone. So he's gone. He was laughing the whole time. Yeah. He, so it just adds to the intrigue of the Bray Wyatt yeah. slash Fiend character. Daniel Bryan is well known and well reported. Has strong creative say in what his character does. That is does. true. Yeah. And it's like, so now basically, if we believe the rumors we've heard, you've got these two guys who that can now collaborate. Yeah. And... and that- They've got a little bit of history. Yep. And so it's going to be gold. Yeah. I would like to see this marinate until WrestleMania. I think so. Um, But WWE, they tend to get, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, I think, I think for the Fiend and Bray Wyatt, especially, I think Xander can, can agree or disagree with this, but it's time that he has a nice long feud instead of just going through these people. Like, get together with somebody who can do... Who, The Fiend? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And especially now they can break it up between two people. Yeah. It seems like if they if they really invest in that, the Bray Wyatt character and the Fiend character, <laughs> both wrestling... Those are refreshing. Yeah, these... Uh, if, if you guys are under the weather, um, puffs plus lotion with Vicks. Those are nice. So yeah. it's you blow your nose and then you get kind of the, yeah, like... I might have to stop by the store and get yeah, some of those. they're good stuff. They're good stuff. So that's what I really like because I think... Dean O'Brien. Yeah, that's, and, it's going to be a good feud because they both have creative control of, over who their characters are, and it's going to be gold, I think. And I think they should make this, they should slow burn it. So it's like, Yeah, I think they should too, and I hope they do. Um, so, I mean, again, I think that NXT, though, is the shining star in oh, the WWE absolutely. universe. And absolutely. if you aren't checking out, I mean, I think everybody else is us. They are checking NXT. out NXT. Yeah. So, um, but if, if you are missing stuff, don't waste your time. 
watching Raw on Monday. No, don't get do on that. the YouTube <laughs> yeah. or the network and check out NXT. Yeah, yeah, check out NXT. And if you really need to check out what's going on in Raw, there's a YouTube thing where you, they uh, condense it yeah. into like 13 minutes. Well, and the minutes. other thing too is like understand that like where NXT is now has been years of building foundation. Right. And go back and watch some of the last couple years of takeovers and see oh, some of these great. Yeah. and see some of these this talent that you're rooting for and that's the obviously the best talent on the main roster uh, shine, you know. Right. And, right, and right. So um, do yourself a favor over the holiday when you're you know, slamming ham, turkey and all the Disgusting yeah, and, and then when you have to hang out with a, you know, with some, you know, family, family members that you really don't like, know. you know, fire up that WWE machine, and then you can go, you can watch some good ass takeover shit, and yeah. you don't have to worry about all the other bullshit. Yeah, or or even better if you know you can just dial it back to the Attitude Era and start, uh, you know, crunch yeah. chopping your hands. Or or you can you can even just be um, listening to what are my matches of the week are and watch those. You have many options. Yeah, today. actually. After you listen to the Wrestleocalypse, then you can go watch everything we tell you to. There you go. And then you'll be able to get, you know what? It'll be the best holiday ever. And then on top of that, make sure you check us out on Spotify. Give us a follow. Give us a download. And then, you know, give us a listen. That way we know who we have. And then also, too, follow us on the Twitter machine. I will be putting up my new Twitter on the new year. Um, You can follow Bobby's Twitter at... At Wrestleocalypse. And then that's it. And this is our first half going down. We're going to take a break. We're going to get some refreshments. I got to get doped up on more cold medicine. And we'll see you in two and two. like the Eurythmics, here comes the rain again with your favorite segment in mind. What do we like to call it? Cool shit, bro. All right, all right, all right. So the first thing on the docket on cool shit is we always have the motherfucking mailbag. Yeah, we had to get rid of all the letters for Santa, burn them, burn them to get to the best wrestling questions of the week a lot of santa a lot of a lot of santa questions how we got though i, was like, I know weird. listen I listen we get it you're mad stone yeah. cold stunned him he was asking for it <laughs> at least at least uh they didn't throw batteries at him like uh the philadelphia <laughs> those Eagle animals in philadelphia yeah jesus Christ, you know what's right? funny so like i don't like this colby covington guy and, his <laughs> yeah, and a, one of the things is i don't like about him is 
people who are fans of MMA who shit on wrestling are the first to defend him because, like, hey, it's a stick. Yeah, he's yeah, a heel. I know, I he's know, trying to. He's just selling tickets. It's like then appreciate what we do then, in wrestling yeah, over yeah, here. So like that's why this. That's why a lot of the MMA fans are fucking stupid. But it's know? funny because like a lot of his heat comes from when he went to Brazil. Yeah. I've said way worse things about Philadelphia. Same here. And today. Yeah, today. Today. Just now. Yeah. Into their faces. So, yeah. um, I just want to say, you're all filthy animals. Your city sucks. And will, Rocky's not real. And I will never run up those goddamn stairs. Ever. Fucking pricks. God, Rambo would kill Rocky. Exactly. Because Rocky drew first blood. Boom. All right, first questions come from Larry Sandwiches. What's the what's the possibility of CM Punk actually returning, and what do you think about it? One percent, because there's always a chance. Yes. Yeah. What, what do they always like to say when it means no? Never say never. <laughs> right. Or I was thinking more of Lloyd Christmas. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. But there is no chance. He he works for Fox. It's it's a it seems to be a contentious relationship. Yeah. Especially when Seth Rollins does. Seth Rollins is getting the okay to go after CM Punk. Right, yeah. And so CM Punk is not coming back. CM Punk is just keeping his personal brand relevant. And honestly, a lot of us want to hear what he says about the product. Yeah, and what he's saying about the product is pretty much what we've all been saying and what we've been saying on this fucking podcast. And the thing is, and to be completely honest with you, I'm a big CM Punk fan. I don't want to see him come back. Because, you know what I mean? He's been out for like, what, five years, six years? And, He's been know, knocked out a couple times. Yeah, that to me doesn't matter. But the thing is, I don't think as good as he was in the ring, I don't think he would be able to keep up with the people in the ring now. And then he'd be good on the mic, and but he just I don't think he'd be able to keep up. And I think he'd be good for a one off, but that's about it. But it's been too long. And it's just like it's just not. I'm, I'm not holding my breath, and I don't really care, honestly. No, and I don't see any. I don't see any storyline that he can come into that makes it relevant or anything like that. And and he's just gonna sound like he's just gonna sound like a big hypocrite because he's gonna come in for just right. a big payday and a one off that he's been. Yeah, he's gonna be like all these assholes who yeah. bitch and complain and then sign the contract. Exactly. And I don't see him being that guy. He's not gonna do that. I think so. he, I think he's one of those guys when he says he's done, he's done, and I think he's done with wrestling. And I think him and his wife can make plenty of money yeah. in the wrestling business without being at the beck and call of WWE. Exactly. But I really appreciate when snarky crowds chant his name and yeah. all that stuff because and let's think his legacy is bigger. Yeah. If he comes back it's gonna it's gonna kinda tarnish it. Yeah. So. so it's like don't come back to the wizards. Uh uh-uh. uh. You yeah. know, go out on the six chips. Yep. Thanks so. thanks for the question. Merry Christmas. Um, filthy animals. Next question's from Flying Scotsman. Um, what's your opinion on the NWO going into the Hall of Fame? But that being said, the Nash, Hall, Hogan, and uh, X-Pac slash Six version of it. Well, I think that, uh, you know, it's like inducting the, you know, a certain team, but not including all the players into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Because it's like, if you're going to say the WWE Hall of Fame because of their position in wrestling is a historical record then I believe the NWO in all of their iterations should be included and we should look at what they did as a faction the the great heel turn um and how all that went down um I think like Xander and I talked about a little bit earlier a lot of it kind of feels like though classic uh Vince McMahon um kind of like hey by the way we own this this is our product we won and we're going to induct the version yeah, we who want. we want. It's a big fuck you to them. And that the thing is, it's like, 
Um, I there's no it's not nothing against Sean Waltman. I I'm a big uh, uh, one two three kid fan and shit like that. But like as far as him being inducted as a focal point in the NWO, I don't think he should be because. He wasn't. His name was six for a reason. He was the sixth member. And I think for me, the NWO that should, the core NWO that should be inducted is Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Eric Bischoff. And the thing is, like, they could even throw, they could even throw a curveball and just at least have Eric Bischoff induct them in. You know what I mean? And that would be, that would be even, that would be even better. But on top of that, I think it's just a little, like, it's a little kick in the balls to WCW. That's just what they're doing. And I, I don't really, it's neither here nor there for me because it's not going to affect anything either which way. But it's just one of those petty Vince McMahon things that he likes to do. And plus Triple H is pulling the strings and X-Pac is his boy. So that's why, that's why he's going in. And so we'll probably see X-Pac as a three-time Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Which is when I think of X-Pac, I think. Jesus, this guy's a three-time Hall of Famer. Right, because he's, he's gonna, so good. He's going to be in as the one, two, three kid. He's going to be in. He's already in as DX, and then he's going to be in as NWO. So there's that. Uh, last question from Tony the Tiger. Second to last question. Oh, second to last. My bad. With um, AW's viewers dropping, who do you think needs to be done? To what do you think needs to be done for them to gain, regain traction? We discussed this a little bit earlier in the beginning of the show, but we'll uh, we'll 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 go a little bit more. So I've gotten into it. Uh, I think my number one thing is to not be so cute with your booking. Let your big dogs eat. Get some squash matches. Not everybody has to be challenged by an up and comer. You know, um, keep it simple. Keep your booking simple. Build your guys up because a lot of a lot of fans that. You may have lost because they didn't they didn't understand what was going on. Right. You know, and they don't know some of these guys. And I think with all of the good things you've done building people up, it's really come at the expense of your top talent. Kenny Omega is a killer. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever across the uh, world. He should be he shouldn't he be, should be presented as such a He shouldn't promotion. be just another guy, and that's what he is right now. Yeah, it's, and it's, like, it's really hurting them. Because it's like it's one thing to like get them a couple losses and stuff like that, but they're really uh, put they're, they're really um, losing at the to the expense of like these people that are just another bunch of indie guys that really shouldn't be getting pushed as hard. Like there's no reason for the Dark Order to be a main focus on the roster right now. There's no, they, there's no reason for the Butcher and the Blade and the whatever to be doing this. You know what I'm saying? So, no, because you have fucking. Lucha Bros. You have you have, SCU. Yeah. You've got the Young Bucks. You have the Young Bucks. You have Omega. You have Hangman. You have Pac. You know what I mean? Look at all these guys we name, and they're just not doing anything. So it's just like... Well, I guess, and that's the disappointing thing, right? They're doing less than they were. I know. Like, it was exactly. great. Like, costing the, the whole thing with Omega and Moxley and Pac and the storyline, and they just, like... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just like, like I said, hopefully they can write the ship when it comes to the new year. Well, I think they can. I think they can. And there's a lot of technical issues like you talked about. Yeah, the technical like, issues need Tony to Khan writes a, writes a check and gets somebody in there to really kind of tighten up the production. Yeah, because the production's not good, honestly. Or you just come out and say, we don't give a fuck about TV ratings. We just want to have a good live wrestling show. And the TV is secondary. And, and and let the chips fall where they may. Right. And we'll see how deep Tony Khan's pockets are. Because <laughs> we'll he, could, he could finance that. We'll see how deep his dad's pockets are because his dad's the one financing Right, it. right. But, I mean, 
Like because if because if it's gonna be if, if it's gonna be a money pit, I guarantee you he's not gonna fucking put, keep putting money in it. Right, right. But I mean, that's basically their choice at this point. Their choice is, like I said, like they've had a great year. I know, yeah. and they're just sputtering a little bit at the end. Take a couple weeks off, ride the ship, come back. You have good storylines, um, you know, and really let let your top guys eat in the first half of next year. And I think that'll go a long way. Because you can get some if you get some really good free TV matches, man. If you see if you, if they have the Kenny Omega that's that we've seen on New, in New Japan and on Wrestle Kingdom, like if they show that Kenny Omega, man, that's going to get people to fucking watch. I guarantee you. But it's just like they're not showing that enough. And then no. it's like and then their their women's champion has been MIA. I don't know if the, I don't know if her parents pushed back her bedtime or not. But it's just like we haven't seen her. It's just there's a lot of stuff to do. That I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there because I'm gonna go on a fun tangent. But uh, we have one more question. What was yes. That? So, coming off the heels of AEW's last show, um, what is the worst botch ever, and did we just see it? Oh, there's been some pretty bad botches. But, bad uh, botches. Some bad botches. I mean... How many have been in the Twitter generation, though? Oh, that is... So this botch, I think, gets a lot of attention because one of the vitriol... Against AEW True. from the WWE Nation. Like, Mark Henry, bro, why are you, like, jumping on these poor guys? Like, Goldust is your brother. You wrestled with yeah, him. Yeah. You were both there, but it's like... I mean, there was there was one botch where, like, Randy Orton went to go RKO. I, I think, um, some, I think Chris, oh, Chris Jericho had someone in the walls of Jericho, and Randy Orton went to RKO him. And he, he missed Jericho, and Jericho didn't even sell, and he just wait, sat there in the walls of Jericho, and so Orton could do it again. So that was a pretty funny botch, right? And then, but like this botch that um, that was on AEW was pretty, pretty fuck. It was pretty bad. So let me ask you a question: Was the guy throwing in quotation marks the punches? He's not a wrestler. Yeah, then he shouldn't have been in there. Because you could have got some indie guy and paid him fifteen bucks and a six pack of beer and he would have done better than that. I would if I was if I was in that position if I was Dustin Rhodes I would have pulled that guy aside and I would have told him I would I would have rather had you punch me for real than miss punches like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the thing is like and like what Triple H said in Tough Enough. Triple H did a deal in Tough Enough where he came up to a guy and he was trying to show him how to do working punches uh-huh. and one of the contestants did a working punch and Triple H said if you hit me like that in the ring I would have tagged you for real. And so it's just like, because you're exposing the business at that point. Right. And the guy was pretty much punching the mat. Yeah, like, he was. He was, he, he was like, he, he was and that's the worst thing. is like, and partly because I don't think they've got a good producer. Yeah, that's swap the camera. Swap the camera. You exactly. know, it's like. And it's just like, it's shit like that that I'm talking right. about. It all comes back to that. It's like, look at. Uh, they've had three months of live shows. I know. But what's worse? A botch from an inexperienced wrestler or the blatant no sell? Uh, I mean, because they do the same thing, they, right? They, they, they expose. The same, they expose it. I think. I think the no sell is worse because it's disrespectful. Right. Because, like, you know what I mean? There's, there's, a, there's some venom behind that. The okay. So this poor guy is gonna live in. Yeah, he doesn't have a job. It's a, it's a good thing he's masked. So I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like if that guy didn't have a mask, I mean, I'm sure they knew who he was backstage, but and I'm yeah. sure the guy's getting read the get got read the business. If he even but, has a job anymore. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Because it's because Dustin Rhodes even put on the Twitter machine. He's like, dude, come to my class. I'll show you how to punch. And it was just bad. 
And like I said, it's not just on that guy. It's on the production. It's just on everything. Like like the old. Well, Sega. yeah, they they exposed him because there wasn't somebody yeah, who could go cause, go to the ringside, go, yeah, go, go to somewhere else. Yeah, because yeah. there was a lot of shit going on in the ring. That wasn't the only thing that was happening. But that's the only so, thing anybody saw. Right, and the thing is, over like, and over like the and old saying goes, "Shit rolls downhill," and that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about with this whole AEW thing. So thanks for the mailbag. That was the mailbag. That was pretty awesome. Boom. Match of the week. Ah. As we're coming into the new year, we always have Wrestle Kingdom, which is like uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's um, <coughs> WrestleMania, so to speak, their culmination. And um, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be retiring at this year's Wrestle Kingdom. So our match of the week is Jushin Thunder Liger versus the Great Muda, 10, 20, uh, October 20, 1996. It was a clinic. They went about 25 minutes, and it was it just you just have to just go do yourself a favor. I'm not going to explain it because I wouldn't do it any justice. Just do yourself a favor. Go on the Google machine, the YouTube machine, check it out um, during your little uh, Christmas, Hanukkah holiday, and uh, watch it because it's really off the hook. Yeah, and uh, Thunder Liger is set to retire at this year's um, Wrestle Kingdom. Absolutely. Um, and so you can go check out too. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling did a. Uh, 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 top pole, 20. Yeah. and they have the top 20 of his matches. This one came in at number three, um, and you can see the crazy thing is one of his top matches it's was from, from this, this year. year. So yeah. that's how good this, this guy, guy is. is yeah. Like, understand, this? he is like Hogan-esque in his aura. And his longevity. But his... he's like really, really technical but, in the, the ring. Yeah, really and the, guy, the guy's matches, the, his top 20 matches reign from like... 1987 to 2019. So that is just a cornucopia Testament. of good shit. Testament to how talented he yeah. is. Yeah. So do yourself a favor and just just check that match out. And, and he, he has some 20 like 20 year feuds. Yeah. Like that. Like it's yeah. just it's he, just it's, really awesome. It is really good, and that's why we recommend everybody. If you really are a fan of wrestling, and you think I'm just a WWE gal or guy. Um, you're gonna find stuff you like if you just look elsewhere. You know, embrace your inner Carrie Sane. Get the get the telescope or the monocle scope or whatever. We're professional wrestling fans, you know. The WWE is the big dog, but like we like other aspects of it. I love I love every aspect of professional wrestling. So that's that's what we got this for you this week. Yes, indeed. Match of the week. Check it out. Thunder Liger, Great Muda, 10, 20, 96. Good year, ninety six. Yeah. Good year. All right. Top five out of five. This is uh, this is not representative of the end of the year. This is no, only this week. And that's a good, that's good that you brought that up because next episode we will bring you our year at the end of the year uh, like wrap-ups. Like, you know, we'll be having like our match of the year, our feud of the year, superstar of the year, you know, female superstar, feud of the year and stuff like that. So we will be coming to you with that. But this top five is just for this week. Just this week. All right, you go first. Your top five. All right, my top five. I'm going to start with the Rascals. Um, I don't talk about them much, but they're from with Impact With a Re- bullet, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I don't talk about them much, but they're from Impact Wrestling. They're like a trio of high-flying guys, but like they're, um, you know, they have a little stoner background. And when they do their little um, promos in the back, I don't know if you guys have seen the show, um, that 70s show, but they're sitting around the circle talking. <laughs> that means they're getting stoned, and it's just kind of funny. And the guys are good in the ring, and they're entertaining. And so that's why they're on my top five. Number four is Lacey Evans. 
Because like I talked about it, you know, previously, you know, I mean, she's a great baby face. I like what they're doing with her right now. And it's just, I don't have to re-go re -go into that. We go. <laughs> um, number three, Sammy Callahan. Uh, I mean, he's the Impact World Champion. He's in a blood feud, like a year and a half blood feud with Tessa Blanchard. And it's going to culminate in Hard to Kill on January 12th. And he's just, he's one of the best heels in the business right now. And the, the guy is just, he's just on fire. So it's been great. Number two, Tessa Blanchard. She's just been on, you know, on a steamroll. And just because I have to put her, them, her next to Sammy Callahan because they're going to culminate their feud. And I don't know, I wouldn't be mad if she won, took the title off him. But we'll see what happens. And number one, it's got to be my homegirl, Rhea Ripley, taking the belt off Shayna Baszler. It's about time. It was a great win. And just seeing, like, the ecstaticness from the crowd and just seeing how stoked she was and like you just seeing how far she's come along it's been really great so that's my top five yeah yeah it took me a while to get caught up on wrestling because um when charlotte lost on sunday and i knew Rhea was i just went into my bunker yeah i didn't know if the sun was gonna rise on thursday yeah that's true when i came out it was a beautiful sunny day because both shana baszler and charlotte lost in the same week i was worried but you know, obviously, everything is still in balance. But my top five, uh, very similar but different, as we like to do. I like to keep them next to each other, too. Number five, Sammy. Thumbs up, thumbs down, Callahan. Number four, Tessa. Undeniable. Blanchard. Blanchard. Um, we talked about it last week, about intergender wrestling. And I don't think you would have to explain much to your kids if they saw this, because... They would understand it's just two people fighting. Yep. And it was great. And what they did on Tuesday was great. And January 12th is going to be great. And so that's why they're 5-4. Number three is Bray Wyatt. Oh, nice. Not The Fiend. No, but Bray Wyatt. But Bray Wyatt. Because um, he, what he did uh, at the TLC match, especially, yeah. um, really just amplified The Fiend, which yeah, is crazy. Is, yeah. And like we said earlier, I mean, we got two guys with some creative control of their characters who have given us nothing but gold, especially Daniel Bryan for as long as it has been, but he's not in the top five. Right. So I don't want to talk about him too much. Number two, Johnny Wrestling. Oh, nice. I because like I think him being back in the fold really crystallizes NXT as the promotion to beat because I think in their, the top of their men's division, they've got some just... Bonkers feuds. Yeah. Bonkers ways to yeah, go. There's... Everything, every moving part seems to be doing well. You Cole is so over. Uh, Ciampa and Cole, both from their performance at Survivor Series, which can't be denied. Right. Keith Lee is a monster. Yeah. So much momentum. Crowd favorite. And then, you know, if... And then you bring Johnny Wrestling back in with Finn Balor, and you get all <laughs> of the snarky... NXT fans who are like, I don't like this Keith Lee guy. Oh, man, I like these old... Like, oh, you just swooped them all in. Yep. Now you have everybody in, and I just think that starting 2020, they have they have it going because of because of that. And then number one, Rhea Ripley, because she's probably had the best year in wrestling. She has. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it was awesome to see her win. Yeah. It was a, and, and everyone it, was in the ring with her. Yeah, it was great. That was great. That was great. I always like seeing, like... When the crowd when the crowd celebrates with the new champion, it's yeah. really cool. It's just a great feeling. Yeah. So top five and done. Bottom, bottom five. five. The dregs. The, the dregs. <laughs> um, you go first. All right. Oh, this one's gonna this one's gonna have a little bit of venom. So venom. So number five, AW Creative. Damn, Gina. <laughs> Figure it out. 
I talked about it ad nauseum already this episode. I'm not going to say anymore. Figure it out. Number four, Kenny Omega. He's just, it's not his fault. Well, some of it kind of is because he's in charge of his booking. He's just another guy and he deserves to be better. So, this is the problem with people. So, one of the things we've talked about is how good AEW has built their product in the cyberspace. Right. On the information superhighway, if you will. Yep. But the problem is, if you're there all the time, then you listen to all these fucking assholes. Right. And I think it's really affected how they've gone about yeah, the last for sure. four it months. Has, yeah. I, like you said, they've listened to too much of this nonsense. Yeah. Oh, the EVPs are yeah. just looking. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. They weren't with you in Japan, bro. They weren't with you at Ring exactly. of Honor. And people are always going to have some shit to say no matter what. So yeah. it's just like, you know what? Who gives a shit what some fucking greasy-haired, Cheeto-dusted snark has to say? But especially you know? when he's going to put you so over in your death match with Mox. Exactly. So, you know what? Kenny Omega, it's not you, but it is you. So number four. Number three, Lana. Get off my TV screen. Jesus, yeah. Number two, the guy, the guy, the Dark Order guy that botched the punches. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> I don't know how much money the mat owed you, but figure it out. And number one, Seth Rollins. You know why. Always. All right. So, number five and number four combined. The Revival, respectively. Oh, wow. Because usually a bad tag team, we would just let you exist as a tag team. Yeah. But tripping the whole, like, the... Oh, yeah. Like, the... I, yeah. It's... You guys are really good. They're and then really they, good. And, and it's, it's like, just like... Uh, I guess it sucks, right? Rumors are you haven't signed your contract. Yeah, so this that's is, what they're doing is. to them, yeah. And, like, maybe you won't get your head shaved or back shaved this time, or you won't get shaved wherever. But, you know what? Like, we're fans of professionally wrestling, and I'm not fans of watching people who can professionally wrestle act like clowns. Yeah. Why don't we go see fucking clowns and go to goddamn you circus? Go to circus, yeah. You know? So, that's your guys' fate this week. Number three, because I did that, I'm going to go this. This is the... Rusev, Lana, Lashley storyline. Yeah. Yeah. If you were in my house, I would tent it and fumigate it. And I would go live somewhere for a week and kill you. Because that's as long as this shit should last one week. Yeah. And it hasn't. It's, it's week terrible. after it's, week it after going. week after week. I'm watching with the prodigy and she's asking me, why isn't Lana faithful? And I have to explain <laughs> that to her. So you know what I did? I just showed her Tessa Blanchard and Sam Callahan. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, and guess what? She understood that. That's like, oh, the, these two people don't like each other, do yeah, they, Dad? That's She's like, no, they that, don't. That's the better option to go. Yeah, so that thing is nonsense. Number two, King Corbin. Yeah, because he's terrible. Well, well he's first ter- off, the King thing is terrible. I just I just don't Is like it Jerry the King Lawler? That's just, I just or don't. is it? Or is it... How many? How many kings have there been? I don't know. There's been a lot, but it's just it just it's just dumb. King Booker. Yeah, I liked King Booker. Well, yeah, King was... Booker was hilarious. Well, you actually saw King Booker working out. I did see King Booker. So. so that's nice. I guess he could really throw around some big dumbbells. Yeah, he had the whole like um he had the whole stack like he was doing uh, close grip pull downs and the whole stack was going up. So blasting stacks, yeah. I like it. I like it. But the King Stick is bad. Corbin. It, Corbin's is bad though. But it's like. He had a moment. I mean, he, he he knows how to get heat. I get that, but it's just like I think he's getting he's he's too too featured for what he's worth. I don't think he's that good enough to be featured a lot. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then to like obviously Ziggler, 
he doesn't yeah, even make Z- this. He doesn't even Z- make this Z- list. Ziggler is his lackey. That's a, and that's how terrible Ziggler is. No, like, he he's been on this list, but yeah. he's gone so far down. He doesn't even make he the doesn't list. Make the list. That's There's crazy. no negatives yeah. on our list. Yeah. But so basically, he kind of had Ziggler had a resurgence with Rude. They had a titles. Even. They had titles. Yeah, they had a title. And, and, and yeah, here we are. Yep. But anyways, I digress because we all know number one. With a bullet, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yep. Get off my TV. Come back in February with maybe like long hair, like Luke Skywalker or something. I don't know. I don't know. Do something. Come back as a mute. Yeah. It might help you. Top five, bottom five in the books as always. But so now you're feeling bad. You're like I, I don't like Seth Rollins either. And you're right. That storyline is shit. You know what isn't shit? Sick ass walkout, walkout music. music. So we're gonna raise your spirits right now. Put your headphones on, turn this shit up, because here we go, walkout music. Xander, what are you walking out to this week? I'm walking out this week to um, one of my favorite bands from high school, The Offspring, and the song is called The Meaning of Life. And um, it's just a dope song. It reminds me of good times. Um, I've been getting a little nostalgic lately, and um, it just would be really cool to come out to. And um, if you read the lyrics to the chorus, you'll know why. And we can just check it out, crank your shit up to 11, and listen up right now. Nostalgia sells, man. Yep, it sure does. Especially when it sounds as good as that. Yep, it's a good one. You know, I'm 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 pulling on some nostalgia strings too. What do we got? I don't know. I'm thinking about getting on top of a chair at the top of an arena. And what happens is kill switch engage. Oh nice. And they go into Holy Diver. Oh, I like it. And Bobby B starts doing uh moonsaults yep. and front flips. I don't even know what I did, but good luck to the people in front of me. But uh, Kill Search Engage, cover of Holy Diver. It's a really good tune, obviously. It's a great cover, uh, yeah. Dio is one of, obviously, Mount Rushmore of metal vocalists. Absolutely. Um, cannot take anything away, but uh, Howard had some pipes himself. They kind of play it a little heavier, as you'll see, and uh, it's really good. And uh, Xander came up when I was living up in uh, the Bay Area. We went and checked him out at the Warfield. Uh, I did do some front flips. Um, and it was a great, was great, a great show. It was a great time. That was a and great the song's time. killer. So let's do it now.
And yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So that's what we're coming out to. Like, uh... Thunder times. Tigers, if you will. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, very good times. Love the nostalgia. Always always around this time of year, it seems like nostalgia rears its uh, beautiful head. Um, so that's how we're walking out to you in the last, but always not the least, the best segment of the night. The main event, if you will, is inside the ring. And like a good feud, we may have touched on a subject a few weeks ago, but we're going to come back and expand on it. And especially because we talk about the nuts and bolts of what we liked and didn't like about NXT or AEW, these things is booking and how you book the heels, the faces, the tweeners. How do we do that? Well, you just have to see like what, how, what, what the, how, what these guys are good at portraying and how you can accentuate that. You know what I mean? Because like you look at um, people like, say like Bret Hart. Who or like no like Jeff Hardy who is a perpetual baby face you know what I mean like he's um he's got an over the top uh, move set he's got like a big dynamic the crowd likes him he pops and then so like he promote he, like he he's a, he's a guy that can fight from underneath and that's a guy you portray as like a baby face so how much of being a baby face though is that crowd dynamic especially because all these wrestling shows are all live shows right, right? so. When you like Jeff Hardy, they could make him as desperately as possible, but the crowd's still. But the crowd's still going to cheer him because they've tried to make Jeff Hardy a heel before. And the thing is, it's just like there's some guys that the crowd is just gonna just gonna cheer for. It's just like, say like Steve Austin. Like Steve Austin is not your run of the mill babyface, but when he became like a, a fan, let's say like a fan favorite, you know what I mean? The crowd mm-hmm. just dug him, mm-hmm. and then they tried to turn him like heel. And the crowd just wouldn't budge. They tried to turn Sting heel back in the day. He wouldn't budge. And it's just like there's some guys that you would try to turn face, you know what I mean? But the crowd just doesn't want to root for it. Like, say, you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, it was like a Triple H. Like, But people cheer for Triple H now. But back in the day, Triple H is like, he hated that son of the bitch. Or like you say, like um, Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? That's not a guy you want to cheer. Like, it's just some guys are just better built for being a heel or as a, or as a baby face. Like, Ric Flair. I mean, the guy, the guy is uh, is a heel through and through. You know, what right. I mean, he's like, he's got those suits. He's got MJF. MJF. That guy would never be a babyface. You know, what I mean. It's but like, Jericho, Jericho is best heel baby right now. Yeah, he, he's he's Jer- Jericho's the best heel, and he can go. Ba- Jericho can go babyface, but like he's his be- his work is better as a heel. He'll never be as good a babyface as, as a heel. heel. Exactly. And when he was babyface, it was usually like it was when he was Benoit. But yeah, right? it's like when he was like Y two J when he was cracking jokes and stuff like that. Right. But you know, there's just you just have to know what the you have to listen to the crowd because you know what they used to say back in the day is the crowd is the one that cha- turns you. You know, what I mean, because um, Daniel Bryan, look at when he was when he became the Planet's champion. You know, the crowd wanted to the crowd booed him, but they wanted to cheer him. You right. Know what I mean, they, he tried his best to shut down the yes chance, and then you you saw how when it came back to him screaming yes, the crowd just embraced it. Now he's more over than ever. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like you have to know what your crowd is, and you have to know who your characters are, because some people they always say like the best characters are extensions of themselves. Like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously, he's not this, like, raised, hell-raising hillbilly redneck, but, like, it's a it's an extension of himself. You know right. what I mean? The Rock is an extension of himself. So it's just, like, that's what makes the best characters. Obviously, The Undertaker's not a dead mortician, you know, but it just makes a good character. No, but he's also not super good on the mic. He doesn't want to talk a lot, and yeah. he wants to be that way. So you can build that into his character, allow him 
he's another guy. Like, when was the last time he was the heel? Well, the Undertaker. The last time he was a heel was, well, was when like, he became the Ministry of Darkness, and then he was he was sacrificing people, and he was doing like that whole <laughs> uh, satanic thing. You know? <laughs> that's that's what it took to <laughs> make the Undertaker yeah, a heel. Sir. So because here's the deal: what was Undertaker? The... We got to make you heel. Well, I don't know. They te- no, you're <laughs> some satanic what, shit. What was funny too, because when they did the Ministry of Darkness, they were going to push them as a babyface faction. And I was like. What? I was like, these guys are speaking in tongues and coming out to heavy metal music. I was like, that's just... Like, that. I'm wearing a cult shirt, and <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying these guys. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm like, that's saying. satanic panic written all over it, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to know your crowd, and you have to know your characters, how they play. Like, one of my favorite guys that can go either way is, uh, we don't talk about him too much, is uh, the cowboy James Storm. He's from Impact Wrestling. He's in the NWA now. The guy can play, play a great baby face. You know, he's a beer drinking, like, hillbilly from Tennessee. You know, he gets the crowd on his side, you know what I mean? But then when he becomes a heel, he'll, he'll get in people's faces. He'll push the analysis. He'll tear crowds up from the sides. You'll really hate him. I watched multiple matches with him last, this weekend when I was on my back sick. And um, he just, he, both characters, you can, you can catch emotion from. And that's what, that's, 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 those are the guys that really make it. Those are the guys that can go both ways, like Shawn Michaels. He could go both ways. Like he can not not both ways, both ways, but you know, he can go heal or <laughs> But I do like no, it's I think it's interesting when you say like we talked about NWO, <clears throat> everybody talks about the like the Hogan heel turn, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, dude, he didn't put anybody through the barbershop window. No. Nope. Shawn Michaels did. So, yeah. And that was pretty ridiculous at it the was moment. A pretty, it was a pretty crazy turn. <clears throat> you know, I mean and Shawn Michaels, like I said, he's a great heel. And he's a great baby face, and that's what makes it. That's what make. That's what makes him like one of like the top tier wrestlers. Is, you know, when you can do both, it's really awesome. And it's not to say that's not to take anything away from a good heel like a Triple H. You know, what I mean, because Triple H is the cerebral assassin. He's a great heel. You know, I mean, it's just like different characters, and it's just what makes this cool pro wrestling thing like even cooler. Because it's like you have all these different avenues that these guys can go that makes that the, that makes it even deeper. So it's just kind of cool that. But way. also, that's why AEW Creative made the bottom five, and we shit on Creative so much, is because like understand these guys are killing themselves to train and learn move sets and learn how to do physically what they do to protect themselves, and some guys. Don't have natural talent. They're not good on the mic. Your job as creative is to make them a Wolverine character. Make them a character who can emote and do things either with their moveset, with the storylines, but protect them. That's that's why Paul Heyman was so good because he... He was able to accentuate the good parts and mask the deficiencies of like a lot of these wrestlers. That's why you had guys like the Sandman that were able to like you know pop crowds. You know what I mean? So it's just like you have to be able to do that. And people don't. And it seems like these days, like especially in WWE, they don't want to accentuate people's strong points. But you know that's a whole different uh, bag of worms for a whole different story. And we're running out of time here. So this is um we're putting on this, and this will probably get put out tomorrow. Um, and we'll see you next week. So on top of that, we hope you have a Merry Christmas and a yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Don't waste. Listen to this. Don't watch Rob. Exactly. Yours truly is Andrew Hobbs. Ours truly this life, Bobby B. And we'll see you next week. Booyakasha.